0: Okay, Great to be with you again for this show. It's titled uh, Get Your Business Automated. How to Be Seamlessly in the Cloud. Uh, and today I'm delighted to have Laurel Gray. Laurel is a very busy lady. Um, she's a self-proclaimed technology geek. Um, she's always enjoyed streamlining technology, she tells me. And at Digital Get Digital Flow, she helps small and medium-sized businesses to organise and automate all their technology so they can focus on their skills and delivering their product to their customer. Um, she streamlines literally anything, so CRMs, calendars, appointments, tasks, forms, emails, websites, proposals, appointments. The list just goes on, very comprehensive. Um, in addition to what we term as now the disrupting technology um, with Get Digital Flow, Laura hosts a couple of programs. One uh, on Business Blueprint TV called Teach Me Tech, which is an hour-long program demonstrating um, the latest cloud applications. Another called Tech Bytes, with short technology snippets that is aired during commercial breaks. Uh, she holds a business degree with information systems and organizational behavior specializations from Boston University. She graduated 10 years ago and has an ongoing relationship with Boston University Sydney program. Laurel, welcome to your day. Delighted to have you here.
1: Thanks, Brian.
0: Uh, Is there anything I've I've omitted from your bio there you'd like to add?
1: No, definitely not. That's that's more than I've even probably thought about myself. (laughs) Right. So a few
0: questions. And just for listeners, I'll just mention here that um, what I recommend you do is to uh, take some notes, have a notepad and a pen, and just add little notes and highlights when you're running through this and any questions you've got anything that was not clear, um, make a note, get back in touch with me or Laurel, and we'll do our best to answer them for you. So at the end of the day, this um, franchise radio show answers as many questions as we can about this whole exciting area. Um, So we'll kick off with the obvious first question, I suppose, is um, you know, what are are the key considerations you recommend you need to make when you're switching to a fully cloud-based environment?
1: I think what's important for your main franchise customers to, um, to think about is around what core software is required by their industry. Um, so it really depends on the business, uh, but you need to think about if you've got any software that you're already using in your business that's absolutely crucial, like you can't run your business without it. Now, and the example that I'll give is really usually not a franchised business, but um, for example, in the financial planning industry, Financial planners, advisors, insurance brokers, mortgage brokers have got to use specific planning software. Um, and this often cannot be changed. There are usually only one or two players in the market. Um, and it's really important to think about in your business are there any key pieces that you absolutely can't get rid of before you even start thinking about the rest?
0: It makes sense so we 're concerned about compatibility and the fact yeah, you 've got to have you 've got to have the latest technology that 's uh, compliant i suppose with all the requirements okay all right that, that makes that makes sense so that 's a good start um, but um, the other question is you know we 're all online for very varying levels varying degrees and um, the question i 'd ask am I already in the cloud How's that? how do you answer
1: a question like that though? Um, Yes, definitely. Everyone is already using cloud-based technology, whether you're thinking about it sort of cognitively or not. Um, So if you have a free Gmail account that is considered already being in the cloud, that means all of your calendar information, your contacts, your email, your file storage, anything you sync with your phone, um, using Google Photos, for example, all of that is in the cloud. So it doesn't have to have the name cloud in it for you to be in the cloud.
0: I'm with you. Yeah, I suppose in the earlier days of cloud, that was it was the catchword, wasn't it? Mm. It's pretty much now just the norm, and it's taken for granted in most cases, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the other thing is, I mean, you know, we're all tentative. Um, some people throw their hat in the ring and they jump in, you know, feet and all, feet and all, and uh, just completely transform their businesses. Others. tentative, they say, "Mm, you know, it's a big risk, I don't want to take the chance, I'm comfortable, I know how to work, what I work with at the moment. Um, When's a good time? When do you know you're ready to actually take that step?
1: I guess to answer that question, we have to go back to another really key consideration when you're switching over, which is thinking about your staff and your team. Um, And a lot of people are tentative about switching over a lot of business owners are rather, because they think too much about how disruptive it might be for themselves and for their team. They might have someone in their core staff that also says, oh, I've heard bad things about the cloud, I've heard that there are security issues, and they could be a really crucial person in the team, and they don't often want to rock the boat or disrupt anything. So they just sort of push everything to the side and don't end up migrating any of their systems. So I guess in short, to answer that question, you know when you're ready to make the switch? Never. <laughs> I guess you yeah. know when it, you know when it's too late and you've started to lose business, or you've not been able to remain competitive in your specific industry, um, And that day is coming very soon. Um, so definitely, you need to switch before you're ready it's going to feel uncomfortable. There are a lot of different moving pieces, and that's something that many people aren't, aren't comfortable with, especially shifting from uh, a PC where you've got Microsoft Word and Office products, and you've, you're used to having Outlook, and clicking to open desktop applications, even thinking about cloud-based technology can be really overwhelming. Mm. little like doing it. Right,
0: so, uh, so, so basically you're saying, you're faced with it in the future, the reality is, get on with it. You've got to work your way through any 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 form of resistance. Bite the bullet and do it. Um, I suppose it's not unlike starting a health regime, isn't it? You know, you know, you've got to do it, but getting started is the big thing for people, and you have to just jump in and face it and go through that hard work, and then gradually you start to see the effect of it, but it doesn't happen overnight, does it?
1: No, absolutely not.
0: Um, so. For, from the point of view, I would ask you about how long it does perhaps take. Um, in fact, why don't I ask you that now? For, for an average business, no such thing. What, what would be the sort of period of time you would expect that it would take then to to make that move into fully cloud based um, environment?
1: Mm. Well, in Australia specifically, this period at the end of December and of course all throughout January, when businesses are less busy and are working on their planning for 2017, is the best time to swap over. Of course, it can happen at any time, Um, but certainly changing over your core systems, um, and by core systems I mean your email, your calendar, your contacts, and your file storage systems—sort of the 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 pieces rather that are central to everyone's business. they tend to be the most sort of unwieldy, and people tend to do the, these types of migrations at the end of the year.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So you, you, you're, we're talking, and it's December, so I mm-hmm. guess this is this is your busiest time of year, is it?
1: <laughs> mm. Everyone's thinking about what their plan is for 2017. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they, they kind of go, oh gosh, I've got a really plan for, okay, let's get it all completed in January so that my staff know exactly what to do and that we don't miss out on any revenue.
0: Right. And I suppose is that a realistic objective? You're saying, you know, there's a lot involved in the switch. Um, you can do your calendars and your, you know, your, your email programs and that sort of thing. But how realistic is it for the average small to medium-sized business to make that transition totally, say, in a 30-day 30 30 day period? Is that doable?
1: Very doable. Really? I I see most businesses um, with 20 employees or less converting an entire business in a week to two weeks. Wow. Uh, But it takes a lot. It really requires a a solid training plan and a solid conversion plan so that people know not only how to access all the information that they need on their computers, but, of course, also on their mobile devices and on tablets.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's a full range of... uh uh, uh, computerized equipment really the whole, the whole shooting match isn't
1: it yeah. yes exactly yep. right. um, and that's just thinking about the core systems um, and I, I guess we can talk a little bit as well about sort of how, what's the strategy around what you move first
0: mm, yeah please
1: do um, expand like, on that mm. yeah because that would be that would be really the spot to start so if you're already using Outlook on your computer for example which a lot of businesses are um, a great thing to do is head over to, let me just make sure I get the URL correct, um, it's whatsmydns.net, so whatsmydns.net, and you can actually put in your domain name, and then you can click on this little dropdown um, that will, will have um, different types of records that are associated with your domain name, and see if you can click on MX. MX just means your mail records. Um, And you'll be able to see exactly how your mail is is hosted at the moment. So, it it might say something like Microsoft 365, or it could be on an Exchange server. Um, You'd have to get it checked with your IT person. Um, But chances are, you might not be using what's called hosted mail. Which means you're keeping all of your mail on a a cloud-based hosted system that also syncs up with all the other stuff that you need in association with your mail, which is your your calendar, your contacts, which, of course, you want to sync to your phone, and, uh, of course, also uh, built in there is your file storage. Right, so that's that's the first
0: step. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, it's really taking a look at your, your core system there. So anything that you would find in Outlook and looking at how you can shift it across to a tool like G Suite, which used to be called Google Apps for Work. Um, And it's basically a browser-based system that allows you to access all that information for your business by signing into the browser rather than opening up Outlook. Um, And what that does for you as a business owner is it allows you to take your business anywhere. As long as you can log into a Chrome browser, you can access all the business tools that you need to run your business. Um, so that's really the place that you've got to start.
0: So G Suite is what you recommend for people pretty much across the board, is it?
1: Absolutely.
0: Right, okay. Now, right. at the
1: end of the day, as long as you're using a hosted solution, so it could be Microsoft 365 as well, as long as you've got everything in the cloud, in terms of your email, your contacts, calendaring, and your file storage, um, then I would say it's okay. But if, If you want the most amount of integration, what happens with G Suite is it's got these behind-the-scenes links um, where G Suite will natively push and pull information with a number of other applications around password management, project and task management, customer support systems, calendar booking, um, a whole range of tools that you might need to run your business. So you're instead of just uh, having to sign up for each of those pieces uh, separately, you're able to link them up directly with your email address.
0: I see. So, for example, can I ask you a question? There, we use LastPass for our passwords.
1: Yep.
0: Does it actually make sense? Then we'd actually migrate our passwords into one of the app, one of the G Suite apps, would we?
1: Um, well, LastPass works in association with G Suite or oh, with
0: okay. Google
1: Chrome because they've got an extension that's built.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. All right. So I would continue with that as my password uh, um, security tool.
1: Yep, absolutely. LastPass, I would say, is my number one pick as well.
0: Ah, oh, okay. All right. That's always good to hear. All right. So um, we've, we've we've got into it. We've got ourselves organized. We've got our techies sorted out. Um, You've opened up an account or whatever as far as G Suite's concerned. So how do you roll on from there? It's going to be a busy week, obviously. So some of this is done ahead of your actual transition time. So you've got all your planning done. So what would be the next step there, Laura?
1: It really depends on the business. I would say it depends where you're at. Um, If you're a business that's growing, a lot of businesses will sort of take a look at the marketing side of things first and they'll review their website, their Google Analytics, their Google My Business Maps listing to make sure that that turns up correctly. Um, Then they might review their CRM and their email marketing systems as well to make sure that they're able to reach out to prospects and leads and grow their business efficiently and effectively. Now, if it's a more established business, email marketing and that soft side might be a more like back of the mind type thing. Other systems might be more important, such as you know getting cloud accounting in place, expense and receipt management in place, um, project and task management. So if a business is already existing and running and they're just overwhelmed, then they definitely want to take a look at tools that will help them to run their business more efficiently rather than get new clients.
0: I'm with you. So those those core areas, like you say, accounting, projects, that sort of thing. Okay. All right. Well, a lot of people, though, I mean, in the accounting area, the software that's uh, on everyone's lips and huge numbers of people have been transitioning across to in the last few years is zero. Um does that fit into the equation from your point of view?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, actually, both Zero and QuickBooks Online are competing really well in this space in terms of integrations. Um, and we always look, when we're picking any kind of tool or, or app or whatever you want to call it, a software, cloud-based software system, we want to make sure that we're looking for those beautiful open integrations to other tools because if they don't play nicely together, then chances are it's not going to be a good long-term solution for your business because maintaining that integration manually or with a custom-built integration is going to be cumbersome and it could be expensive. So what Zero does really well is it's got this open app marketplace where you can add add-ons and build out your business infrastructure for reporting, expense management, whatever you want to do. It could be debt collection, um, whatever you want to do around that accounting and, and finance space. Similar,
0: like you can do with G Suite. I'm with you. So it's it's really very complementary, All right, So it's great that there are applications like that which uh, we dovetail in. So I suppose they're in some respects leaders in the field, and so they're really they've, they've I suppose things like Zero have been launched just purely as a cloud product, whereas a lot of uh, a lot of products have been converted, and sometimes they're not always uh, as as um, as, as user friendly. Um, yes exactly that's exactly right all right so that's a couple of them. maybe could you give us some, some some names of other apps that you think we should be looking at things that are from your point of view part of the core requirements i suppose Um, you've mentioned some of the you know things like getting getting projects and tasks sorted and that sort of thing but so what about what about names of proprietary software and so forth that you think is um you know is is what we should really use
1: so there are a couple that will definitely be applicable across all industries that I've had on my hot list for a couple of years. Um, I mean of the key products that we recommend to customers on an ongoing basis, and this does fluctuate, but there are a couple that have remained tried and true over the years. Um, one of them is Asana, which is a project and task management tool. Oh, yeah. mm. The really cool thing about Asana is that it's free for up to 15 users in an organization. So all you've got to do is just click sign up and you're in. And if you sign in with your domain name or an email address related to your domain name, it will create an organization for your business where you can add in other members of your team and create and share products, or not products, um, projects directly with those people. You can also do sort of what, I don't know if you've heard of Trello before. Um,
0: Personally, but I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, Trello is a, is a project and task management system as well that became really popular because it's, it's a little bit more visual. So whereas Asana has in, in the past been mostly task-driven, where you just write out your tasks, assign them to projects, assign them to the person. You know, it's very traditional task management. Trello had what are called boards, where you can have, let's say, a four-step process, and you've got step one, step two, step three, step four as four boards going across horizontally. You could move projects from step one to step two just by dragging a card across. So it's a very visual way to manage where you're at in a different stage in your, in your project. Um, and now Asana has also got that feature. So it really caters to people who are either very visual or who might need to plan out linear projects as well.
0: Right, okay. Yeah, we're, we're familiar. We started using it about three years ago. I think it was pretty new on the marketplace then, yeah. and it's progressed. Fant- it's amazing the, uh, uh, the capacity it's got now and the improvements. It never stops uh, getting more and more um, sort of services and, and tools and so on. So uh, we've got staff, you know, um, remote staff overseas as well as here. Um, and I think that's pretty common with a lot of people. And uh, certainly, I would give a recommendation. If you're not familiar with Asana, have a look. And obviously, you need to look at Trello as well and see what most suits your work style. I guess.
1: Hmm. Yes, exactly. Right.
0: Okay. All right. So that's one we can tick the box on. So we're we're looking through. Really, we've said here that um, we've got G Suite. We've got such as such as zero, such as Asana. <coughs> what would you be adding to that list of your tried and Trusted, uh, Laurel, that you
1: prefer refer to. <laughs> um, well, any business owner is going to want to have Canva in their life as well. Um, Canva is a local Australian-built cloud-based illustration and design software. I'm not sure if you use it, Brian. No,
0: no.
1: Um, Essentially it's like, you know, you used to have a license for Adobe Illustrator and Adobe Photoshop, and you also used to have to know how to use those two pieces of software, Mm. um, which can be really complex. Mm. Canva takes all that pain away by allowing you to open up a new browser window, open Canva, and do all of your graphic design for print and for the web, all directly in your browser. So they have pre-built templates, and you can, for example, do all of your social media uh, creation, for Facebook posts, Twitter posts, Instagram posts, wow. or you could do print brochures, for example. Any kind of design can be done in Canva, and it's free.
0: Wow, sounds fantastic. Yeah, we—I don't get involved in that myself, but, but Prue, my business partner, and wife, she—she uh, she certainly looks after the area. So, as you say, Photoshop is um, something she's she's used continually and and often complains about. And so do our staff overseas who are doing. Marketing, you know, designing brochures and, and websites and so on. So that's an interesting one. So Canva, C-A-N-V-A, is it?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: okay. Okay, right, great. I'm, I'm scoring a few points here today. That's uh, that's excellent. Looking forward to having okay, a browse good. through that one. Excellent. Are
1: you okay. using G Suite with your business as well?
0: No, no, haven't gone up to this stage.
1: All right, we've got a 2017 goal.
0: Oh there we go. Okay. All right. We're certainly gonna to have to research it. you have you have uh, certainly convinced me of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I guess if people are on it have got the same task as well. They need to research it and find out just what's what's there and just see what the benefits are. Okay, excellent. All right. Have we exhausted your sort of uh, critical list there, or are there other things that you uh you consider a need to have?
1: Um, there's one more that I think would be applicable to everyone listening. It um, doesn't matter if you've got a product or a service-based business. I think we're, we're all really overwhelmed when it comes to you know, making time to talk to people, especially since we're basically operating businesses that are across time zones a lot of times or across the mm. globe. It can be hard to make time to um, reach out to potential customers or... Um, collaborate on projects together Um, so another tool that I love to use is called Calendly um, which is an appointment booking system that uh, is free I do recommend getting the premium version on this one and it allows you to sync up with either your Google Calendar or your Outlook calendar and you're able to let Calendly know when you're busy and then allow people to book in time with you so whether that's just a quick initial chat or it could be a consultation, if that's part of the service that you provide, or a training session, whatever the case might be, you could just get people to do it all online. And it will allow you to have a flow as well, so you can customize the email notifications that people get. And let's say you had a checklist for people to fill in, if you're running an initial consultation, you could have them book in the time and be automatically redirected to the checklist, which would be in an online hosted form, of course, or cloud-based form. Uh, and you can essentially streamline your business using these really basic automations.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, we use a system at the moment. I'm trying to think what it's what it's called. The one we've used a couple of different ones that uh, we 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 have uh, interfaced with um, Infusionsoft. But uh, I can't think which ones they are. I, I must say they can be a little bit uh, a little bit frustrating to use. So um, yeah, I think Meet Me is the one is, is one that we've been using um yeah okay all right well, that's interesting i'll certainly have a look candidly i've seen the name but not been uh, interested curious enough to look any further so i'll certainly have a look at that one so this one you'd recommend really currently as being leader in the pack is it
1: yes definitely
0: okay all right great now they, and they are they are tremendously useful there's no doubt about it it does give you much better control over your time as you say and the time zone situation um is is really frustrating <coughs> excuse me um Yeah, I'm in Queensland, and you're in New South Wales, so we've got a one-hour difference, and it's easy for misunderstandings. Let alone when you look at South Australia and Perth and Texas and Toronto and London and Auckland. Yeah, no, you need you need that sort of management. Okay, excellent. Okay, so um, now the the next step, of course, I've got all this wonderful suite of applications that we, we we subscribe to you know, Canva and Asana and Carly and so forth. Uh, How do we get it all to sort of work together? How how do do you sort of link it all up?
1: Yeah, this is the part that gets a little bit tricky. Um, It really depends on the suite of tools that you use. And I definitely recommend, as a starting point, making sure that you have a running list of all the tools that you're subscribed to with your business, how many users you've got, the rough cost of the subscription, and whether or not you're paying on a monthly or an annual basis. Um, And currency, I can't remember if I said currency as well, Um, between USD and AUD, um, if you are in Australia. Um, Then from there, you've got to look at whether or not these tools natively link up together, which in a lot of cases they will. Like, for example, with Calendly, it's got a a native integration with GC, um, so it can read the calendar, for example. Right. Um, if you need specific information pushed from one place to another, for example, if you get a new contact in G Suite and you want that to automatically be added into your zero as a new client, this is just an example, um,
0: yeah.
1: then there are third-party tools that will work for you.
0: I'm with
1: you. So, two of them that I really like, one is called PySync. And PySync essentially takes the, the problem of contact syncing out of the mix, um, it will sync from your G Suite or it will sync from your Zero, or your email marketing software between another tool
0: excellent okay so that's PySync. sync how do I spell that Laura?
1: yep P-I-E. Mm-hmm. S-Y-N-C. oh
0: okay alright guessed it right for once that's good
1: yeah okay. alright that
0: sounds like a good one yes I know it can be a nightmare we've changed shopping carts and we've changed you know banking details and so on and so on and so forth and it becomes very difficult uh, getting all those things to uh, to work together in harmony um, quite quite frustrating sometimes so it's good to have one that uh, is obviously the top of the pile as it were and mm-hmm. you mentioned that's one of them what's the other that you might have suggested
1: the other one is called Zapier or zapier I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's essentially a tool that syncs up to almost all of the reputable cloud-based applications. And you can push specific data from one to the other. Mm. So let's say you wanted to track the total amount on an invoice mm-hmm. against a customer in your email marketing software. But you're using zero for your invoicing. Yep. Yeah. You would use Zapier to sync, or not sync, but rather push the information from zero into your email marketing software, whether that's ActiveCampaign or Mailchimp or whatever tool you're using.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, fascinating stuff. This is where you really need an expert, isn't it? It's uh, it's not it's not a place for amateurs.
1: No, it's not. And unfortunately, what happens, or what often happens, is you get an IT person who maybe does some cloud stuff and some regular IT stuff, and they forget about the whole documentation piece, so they might set up all this great automation for you so that when a customer signs up for a mailing list, it adds them to your email marketing, it adds them into a separate CRM, it sends them this email, it does this, but they never really document out that workflow or that automation process. Um, so then the business owner tends to be just left going, what's happening? Um, very hard to <laughs> because there's, it's not like there's a, a document that gets spit out. You know, you're, you're really into your process, use, and procedures, of course. It's not like there's a document that says, this is exactly how you do this, um, unless the IT person writes it down for you.
0: Right, yeah.
1: You've got to work with someone who's willing to give you the documentation.
0: And that's the challenge. We've all we've all we've all of those issues with websites and all sorts of IT uh, exercises. So, uh, and I suppose that adds to people's reluctance, isn't it? Because traditionally, you make a, a large move in the IT space, and um, it could be a could be a nightmare for some time. Um,
1: that's right. Yep.
0: Right. Okay. So you have given us a great sort of smorgasbord board there. Um, I wonder if you could pull from your head one of your typical clients, without referring to a name necessarily, but just saying. You know, what's, what would be a typical configuration you'd see on a small to medium-sized business for someone to be up and running?
1: Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, I'm happy to give an example of a customer that I worked with recently that um, gives financial advice. Okay, so they're in a, in a heavily compliant-based industry, and they've got about – I'm just doing the math in my head uh, – about eight staff. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a pretty good sized small business and what they've done is they've had a server in their office and they've had a lot of stuff running from spreadsheets and then of course they've got their financial planning software that's required for their industry Um, and they're just basically sharing files on their server. They were running, uh, when their Outlook would get full, they would just archive the stuff off of their Outlook and onto the (laughs) server. Uh, And nothing was working when they left their office. They would go home to do work at night and have to reply to a client, and they wouldn't be able to find a file. Um, I don't know if this sounds familiar to any of your clients that you work with. Or it's just as soon as they leave the office and leave the server, things start to go a bit berserk.
0: Yeah, certainly something can happen. Yeah, I think we've experienced
1: it. Yeah, certainly. So, essentially, what they've done is they've moved across to G Suite, moved all their mail, migrated their calendars, their contacts—contacts contacts that they didn't even know they had, by the way, because Outlook wasn't storing them. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone we and looked on the phone. We've looked everywhere for all their contacts. gotten them in one place. Migrated the files that they need to share to their Google Drive. Um, And then added in a beautiful, new, responsive website. Built on a a scalable uh, and cloud-based hosting system. Uh Giving them a great design software with Canva so that they can start to create their social media posts. They went on Hootsuite to do social media management to start sending out um, social media in bulk. They got on Calendly to do their initial consultations with customers. Um, which sinks back, of course, to their Google Calendar. And then um, we, of course, reviewed their Google Analytics and their Google My Business listing. Um, and then everyone got on Asana in the team. And they also chose Active Campaign for their ongoing CRM and email marketing to maintain customers. Uh-huh. So all of their compliance information still sits in um, X-Plan, which is their financial planning software, um, but all that great marketing and uh, current customer data resides outside of that in their uh, active campaign CRM. Um, and the last thing that they did was they converted all of their consultation forms across and all the information that a financial planner normally needs to retrieve from a client converted it over to a form software called Typeform. So that the client could fill it in, saving them loads of time, Mm -hmm. Um, and then that automatically would generate their risk profile, their Mm -hmm. customer's risk profile. So So I think that's that's sort of a scenario that a lot of people can relate to um, Mm -hmm. around really fully automating. (coughs) I'll
0: ask you the impossible question then, which is free on a lot of people's lips, I
1: think. What
0: what would you see as being sort of a, a monthly or annual investment in a package like that? What, any idea what the sort of figure would be? I realize it can vary depending on the number of seats you got that sort
1: of thing. Yeah, of course. You know what's been shocking to me lately? Um, I was at a relatively large business yesterday, for example, and we were calculating their projected monthly payments, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're they're and this is happening pretty much on average, even once you convert from USD. It's around $100 per user, Australian dollars, to maintain these types of systems using between 8 and 12 tools. So it's about
0: $100 per user, per suite, if you like, per month.
1: Yep.
0: I'm with you. Okay. All right. So that that works out as a bit of an average. So that's a, that's a, that's a reasonable yardstick. Okay.
1: All yep. Right. Of course, you're going to go up and down, depending on the level of the plan that you're on.
0: Of course, of course. Okay.
1: okay um, to me, I, I mean, it's been shocking. I think that's so affordable for businesses.
0: Well, usually I look at the cost of our CRM, which costs, uh, probably costs close to that in itself. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, so active campaigns, so many CRMs out there. Um, you see that as being superior to, to quite a number of the others?
1: Look, I wouldn't say that, it always is gonna depend on the exact business. Unless I can have a full view, a full audit of a whole business, I'll never give any specific advice because there's so many different factors at play. Um, It depends, for your business, you have a more established business and uh, quite a large database, I'm guessing. So using Infusionsoft might be the best fit for you.
0: All right. That's what I've got at the moment. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look, we're running out of time, but I'd just like to say I've, I've really enjoyed, look, I've learned a lot here. I've got three or four pages of notes, which uh, I'll oh, be discussing awesome. with our crew. Um, and, uh, the thing that's highlighted here is the G Suite. So we'll yeah. see how I go with that. But, uh, um, that, thanks very much. I've, I've picked up a lot. And I hope other people have as well. I'll give you the contact details, everyone that's listening to be able to get in touch. Um, With Laurel, but uh, she has offered, um, I think, a very generous um, proposition to people who are listening. Um, Would you like to just detail that to us, Laurel?
1: Sure. Um, Basically, what we have is a really basic digital audit. So we're not able to review everything, uh, but we can review about 15 different areas of your business. Um, and the price of the audit normally is $400 plus GST for Australian business owners. Um, but for any listeners, happy to provide a 25% discount using the coupon code.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'll put, I'll put that in the uh, in, in the literature that accompanies this, and uh, I'd just like to say, if there's anything in closing you'd like to add, Laurel, we've squeezed you dry with a lot of information there today. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm more than happy to that? share. Um, I think the last thing to say is, look, it's overwhelming. Um, if if you're feeling overwhelmed, imagine, and you've got quite a good head on your shoulders when it comes to using all these different applications. Um, you know, if this is your first time hearing about some of this stuff, I know it's like, wow. Start with just one thing and then move on and pick one or two tools a month and start to grow your suite out. Um, don't be overwhelmed by it. There are, there are experts out there that can help you and walk you through the process. But just make sure that you do your, your due diligence and um, pick a reputable supplier um, and never share your passwords with strangers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Oh goodness me! Oh, many, many a bad story about that. Okay. Well, um, you can contact. I'll just, I'll just uh, read out the um, the, the address that so you can contact Laurel. It's Get Digital Flow. Um, if you go to the website dot com, if you go there, you'll see the details. You'll get through there and you'll see the digital audit as well. And use the coupon code. Very simple, in caps, franchise simply. So having said that, lot thank you very much. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for sharing so much invaluable information. It's been tremendous. Um, and uh, for everyone that's listening, I hope you've enjoyed being at the place for franchisors and people wishing to franchise their business. Look forward to talking to you next time we have a franchise radio show.